I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Good to see you, Brian. You too, Kev. I fall is fall is closely uh you know closely upon us. It's getting brisk. These mornings are getting, you know, a little chilly. Gotta bring the uh pullover on your morning rounds there, guys. It's um it, it is actually very chilly. It's so welcomed though, after I feel like this summer was just so brutal between the amount of heat and the amount of rain that we got that I'm I'm loving some nice crisp uh northeast New England. Uh almost almost fall. What when does fall start? Doesn't fall not even start until like late September, early October or something like that, which seems like bullshit to me. Maybe October twenty second, twentieth, twenty first. Okay. Yeah, like see, like I feel like September is when fall should start. Um yeah, no, that's fair. Um how did how did the week go? I mean, it was a busy week for golf. Victor Hovland uh crushed it at the BMW. Um and absolutely just dominated out there. Um and Scotty Scheffler <laughs> let let the putter down once again, which uh can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. No, and one person that did not leave their uh let anybody down with their putter was was Hovland. Not like he had too many feet of putts to make on that back nine, but he made basically every single one of them. I think of his eight approach shots or whatever his approach shot numbers were, he I don't know if he had any that were more than ten feet from the pit. They were like one, four, eight, nine, six. Like they were all just right there. And he was making everything. It was impressive. No, it was certainly an impressive round of golf. Uh reminds me of the round of golf that I played um in <laughs> in, in a couple ways. Um, maybe not the score and the uh, ability and the outcome, but uh, there were some, you know, there were certain, uh, certainly some uh, characteristics that that were blended over into my round, which we'll get to later. Um, but guys, the the fantasy season it it came to an end. Um, it was it was a very wild finish because Scotty Scheffler was sitting in first place, and Mike Price has Scotty Scheffler on his team. Uh, that would have been a huge boost for Mike. For season long standings, he might have been able to, uh, you know, uh, notch his way up into first place. Uh, not sure how the final breakout, but Kevin ends up notching a victory, cashing the three point six million and uh, whatever else the rest of his team ended up getting him, um, along with like twenty four hundred FedEx Cup points. So on the season long standings, um. I came in first, uh, two years running. Thank you, thank you. Um, Mike Price came. Oh, you in won last year too. Oh yeah, uh, it's been Jeez. it's been uh, the, being the commissioner is beneficial apparently in this league. Uh, I did. I came horrible year one. Horrible. Learn learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin came in third. Now the reason this is so crazy is because Kevin only lost to Mike by half of a point. Dude, when I looked and I was so excited that I got into third place overall. But then when I looked at like the stand, like the point total standings for the season, I was like, damn, I was like, I think if I had like basically like one more top 10 or like one or two guys just make it from last week to this week, I I, I could have uh, pole vaulted uh, Mike and got myself from fourth into second place. If you had one more top 10, you would have um, you would have tied him. Yep. And then which for the top 10 point standings would have brought us probably both to to nine, which right? Like which you, and put me at, you and Pat are at eight and a half. Uh and, right. and uh prices at 10. So if you had one more, you would have uh vaulted up to 30 total uh top tens where price has 31. Okay. So you would have gained half a point and ended up tying him there. Um Oh, I wonder how a tiebreaker would work in that situation. I would have just paid you. I, I, you guys would have split second and third. Oh, that's fair. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it came. I mean, it came down to the wire. I only had a hundred and twenty more FedEx Cup points than you. Um, you only had like two hundred more than than uh, Mike Price. I only had a hundred thousand dollars more than you on the season. Um. Wow, it, I mean, it is cool. Like those la- those playoff events are really cool because they are worth a ton, especially from like a FedEx Cup point perspective. 
Um, like there can be a lot of season long movement in those, obviously, which we just saw, but a lot can happen. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. I, uh, what a year. I mean, I, we'll see. We had 11 guys in it this year. Um, I, actually, hold on. Before I before I move forward, I have to I have to give my condolences to to our dedicated listener, Pat. Um, I'll be playing in a scramble with him coming up soon um, at uh, Portland Golf Club. Thanks for the invite. Once again, Pat, try not to let you down. He was crushing it all year and he just he hit a speed bump at the end, a speed bump at the end wasn't his fault it was you know a, one of his bench players just turned it on and uh there's nothing you can do like you're not you're you're not going to sit Joe Mixon and start I this I shouldn't have went down this hole you're not going to start a Samaj bench AP, player right? over a, over a, <laughs> a, a a lottery pick he he, he didn't I don't know. Well, I, he, I, I think he was the only one that had seven people get into the right. The five, which a, is just impressive. Right. Um, so that speaks to how strong and how deep um, the depth of his team. So it's just unfortunate. You know, it happens all the time in fantasy. You you have a guy on your bench and he goes off um, and you look at your roster the next week and you still can't pull the trigger and bench. Someone who's a lot more talented than the player who recently performed well. So it's tough, yeah. but he had a hell of a season. Um, certainly needs to be mentioned uh, for his for his efforts. Uh, I know he'll be back next year, I'm sure. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, that was fantasy wrapped up. Uh, it's time for us to move into the NFL season in a few weeks. Pretty excited about that. We won't really get into that on this podcast, but what's the podcast, Kev? Kits and Kit Nate Nate Lachance's podcast, Bob Bob Kitty's football. Something oh, like there that. There it is. You, Nate, you, right into the right into the the team and let us know, and we'll we'll shout you guys out. Get that in there. Uh, Bob Kitty's does sound does sound right. Um, yeah. but I you know so had that to be excited about and got to play some golf this weekend. I had my first fantasy draft uh, with the boys, which was. Wild, wild. Experience. Oh yeah, you got to. So where a where did you um, where did you end up playing? And tell me about the the pigs. I want to hear about the pigs. So we never never ended up doing that. So the whole week, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you just a quick rundown of my whole week. We were out on the Cape for a couple of days. It was a blast. The weather was a little overcast, but very relaxing. My parents had Charlotte, so much needed R and R for the parents. Uh, mm-hmm. It was great. Um, went out to Martha's Vineyard for the day or for one of the days, got some great drone footage out there. I, I mean, just Kev, we're the, we're going to put something together next time on the golf course. It's going to be wild. Um, then went charter, went on a deep sea charter fish, uh, expedition on Friday did not throw up, which was great because I've had nice. experiences where that was the case, uh, very heavily. You catch anything. Yeah. We caught like 50 sea bass. No shit. I mean, Kev, I was just sitting there like, guys, you are kidding me. Like this, this fishing thing is so easy. Like I'm just, I'm baiting my hooks, like two hooks per, per uh, line, dropping them down. I'm, I was like, dang, there's a big one. Each time I keep pulling up two and I get it when you're deep sea fish, the, the fish are just there. I'm just dropping the, the, it to go all the way to the bottom, wait for it to bite. And I just, they're hungry. yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, no, I was clearly one of the top uh, fishermen on board, uh, and I brought my sea legs, which was definitely helpful that day. It stormed on us. We like went through a monsoon, um, rained on us pretty bad for a little while. Definitely like hail size raindrops falling on our heads. But you know, if you had to give your yourself a deep sea fishing handicap. Where, what do you think you would do? Dude, I feel like I'm almost scratch. Like these guys, I'm sitting there <laughs> reeling it out. I was like, you guys have no, golf is so much harder than this. I was like, I would so much like, I was like, this is just. So you're like a three. Yeah, like easily. I, yeah, I might okay. be plus, might be plus. <laughs> okay. All right. For, uh, for uh, deep sea charter. I mean, now if you're, you don't even cast these things. Like Kev, at first when we got there, uh, he hands me the rod and I was like, all right, so. I'm going to flip that and he's like, no, 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 you're not casting. I was like, oh, so you they, were they told you about me. Like they, they sent you an email and like, they, yeah. they were like, there's an, am, an amateur coming on board. Like, don't let him fucking do anything. He, <laughs> no, there's a liability coming. Yeah. 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 He's like, no, no, no one does because there's so many people on the boat. Somebody's going to get hit. So yeah, you just, they put a weight on the end of the, 
rod and that she just drops. It was a heavy weight too. Not gonna lie. Other people were saying the weight was pretty heavy too, so it wasn't just me being a bitch. <laughs> um okay. yeah, so the fishing went well, caught a ton of uh fish, and um yeah, next day we hurting next day, hurting the next day. I was expecting chaos on the golf course. Um, but I uh I wait, wait, you were hurt like you were sore? I was hungover. Uh, were you were you sore from reeling in those fish? At, like I will say, there was like a bruise on my right side, like uh, from like um, near my reel in there. Yeah, where I'm holding the reel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, no, no. But besides that, I, I felt pretty good. Hungover as hell. <laughs> Didn't get home till like two thirty. My Uber. Oh my god. Like I haven't seen that time if I'm not like grabbing Charlotte out of her crib in. I don't know. When you're you're more waking up at two thirty as opposed to going to bed at two thirty. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay. Absolutely. So um Saturday we went over to Rolling Meadows uh in Ellington mm. with the boys. I love that place. You know, Kev, I I don't I before we got there, I didn't think I'd played there before. I've got a logo ball, so clearly I did. Um, but I think I've played there with you. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um I thought I was impressed with the greens, thought the fairways were nice. Um, the tea boxes were in shambles. I mean, it was just, mm, that sounds right. It was, it, it was uh, blowing my mind. I, I can't even find the words. Um, but let me tell you that the, the greens, they didn't intimidate me. I had the flat stick rolling. Oh yeah. I had, I had nine, one putts. Oh no shit. That's awesome. 27 total putts. Um, but how I got there wasn't always awesome. Wasn't wasn't awesome indeed. So it was we started. So we had five guys. Yeah, we had five of us. And we were like, let's just do uh our hand our handicaps against everyone. Some people were getting like 23, 18, 19, 20. Me and Drew were both playing to tens. Um I started so first uh hole, par five. This is really the only hole I'll um, well, I might go into detail one other hole. Uh, first hole, par five. I smoke it down the middle um, after some people have some trouble off the tee. And this is after we say we're playing 20 bucks ahead. Um, and I was like, sick, I'm going to win 80 bucks today. Um, <laughs> and then I proceed to hit a uh, hit a hybrid up towards the green, par five. Need to get it closer. Um, and I land, I'm, I don't know. I'm probably still like a buck third, a buck 35, buck, buck 40 out. And it landed in the rough. Didn't have the best lie. Um, pull out an eight iron, hit it with all my might. And, uh, I was like, fuck, I think I caught a flyer. This ball lands oh. like seven feet from the, like it landed pin high and then just rolled out to maybe like six, seven feet from the cup as everyone's watching this. And I was like, yeah, guys. Get ready for what get ready for the pain that is coming your way today. Um yeah. unfortunately I missed the birdie putt um by two inches and uh okay. tapped in for par. That I think okay. is the only hole of the day where I hit the fairway and the green. So oh, no shit. Yeah, that was great. Um next hole, um uh par with a one putt, third hole, par with a one putt, fourth hole, um Double bogey with a one putt. Then I went bogey, 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 par with a one putt to finish, uh, to go out in a 42. It was just messy. But I will say, I'm not, I'm not going to try to. I shot the lowest score by probably like 13 strokes. Um, okay. Uh, messy is tough on that course because the back nine's a lot harder than the front. Nine. So narrow. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, so we had problems on um oh actually I, I have to tell you what happened on the fourth hole. So fourth hole, uh it's a par five short, only like four ninety one. Yeah. I'm coming off of three straight pars. I'm mm -hmm. I'm feeling myself. I pull my tee shot, it probably only travels like thirty yards, like towards this pine tree, rolls underneath it. I'm like, Yeah, oh, I got now, don't worry. Get on my knees, swing the club. All I do is punch this thing fucking out of bounds, like 40 yards in front of me. So take a drop from there, hit a three wood, hit a hybrid, hit like a seven iron to like 12 feet. And then I one putt for a double. 
Oh, I was going to ask what you did on the green because I think that's the most difficult green on that entire Dude, course. Dude, I had a, I had a pretty gnarly putt. Um, but it that's was... a crazy green. It's like a roller coaster. Yes. Yeah. No. I. I. It was probably like a twelve foot putt, but it was downhill and it broke. Um, left to right. So it was just after that, I was like, Brian, what the fuck? So yeah, that double was unfortunate. <sighs> Lost ball. Um, flip the card over. I go out in a forty-two. Flip the card over. Bogey, 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 bogey. I par the 14th hole, par five with a one putt. Uh, next hole, 15th hole, um, 463 yard par. That's one of the harder harder holes on the course right there. Fuck, yeah. yeah. So. um, Does not fit your shop shape either. No, hit my first ball out of bounds. Yeah. So hit my second ball. Um. I finished with a double. Um, okay. And then I finished uh, par, par, par. So I I came, I started the round with three pars. I ended the round with three pars. Um, came you should have just told me that. I know. And I should have just played six holes. Yeah. Um, came home in a 43, shot an 85. The handicap I mean, is now gone up to a 10.7. Okay. I mean, all things considered for, sounds like you weren't really playing fantastic i mean it really sounds like your putter saved your ass there like that sounds like it could have been closer to a 90 based off what you're telling me here but definitely I mean, 88 considered an 85 playing sloppy nothing wrong with that yeah no for sure um the driver was awful um they, so many things were awful but we had fun the boys had yeah fun, and that's what it's about um so the greens there let me so you said the greens were in good shape right mm-hmm Whenever I'm there, I don't know what kind of grass they have on the greens, but it almost looks almost fake to me sometimes. Do you know what I'm? Did, did you get that similar experience? I didn't there? ever think the greens were fake. Um, it, no, like I know they're not fake. No, but they just like look. So, they're like a different color green. I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but every time I'm there, I'm like they just look like almost like a hybrid between real grass and like putt putt grass. I'm gonna have to get back back out there. Dennis said. Uh, had sent me a message He's like you're in Ellington you didn't hit me up I was like I was the last one to get invited don't you uh don't you come at me like that big guy I knew you were apple picking that day um yeah but I would get back out there again it's not close but um yeah it's a fun course to play that's one of my you know where I haven't played and I've actually only played there once I can't even really remember the course have you ever played Cedar Knob up in Summers no Never played, or I've, I've played there once, but it's kind of like that same general area. It's supposed to be a really nice course, too. Um, you, you got plans for golf um, this weekend, too, right? Don't you? Yeah, so um, have plans to play Connecticut National. Um, that should be fun. Weather is looking sketchy, so really hoping that that still takes place. Um, yeah. But uh, besides that, not sure. Would love to uh, make something happen. But, you know, things are things are percolating. We might have another round in the books. Um, but I'm not sure. Still uh, still TBD. Yeah. Nice. And well, I played, I played no golf last week. I can't well, play that much. We, we got to get pump those. You love camping. Got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Zero is not acceptable. Dude. I know. So I was, I was looking at my, my gin stats for the previous couple of years. And like the last three years I played like 51 rounds, 55 rounds. I played more golf in 2021 than I did in 2020. And I was laid off for the entire summer around 20 in 2020, which flabbergasted me. Um, but I need to, let me look at what my rounds are at. I think I'm around like 30 right now, which is, is low for your boy. Yeah. I'm at, I think around like 25, maybe. Um, 29 yeah kev yeah. you're just not i mean you're not committing i i don't i don't know what to tell you um the, the availability hasn't been there it's on me i've Big got 29 team. scores my highest is a 90 my lowest is a 77 my average is an 84.8 um I have a much wider spread, but I'd be willing to bet our average is probably pretty similar. Hold on. High 92, low 71, average 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, just don't, just don't blow up as much, Kev. Just just or just cheat. Um, oh, is that all you got to do? No, dude. I've been listening to the Billy Walters book. Um, it came out. We're recording on a Wednesday. It, it, it yeah. came out um on yesterday, Courtney's birthday. Yeah, related Courtney. Um, it's fucking HPD. wild. Um, I haven't even they like the book. Maybe only five percent of the book is like around Phil, and I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Yeah. Um, the rest of this guy's life and the gambling that goes in, like he was talking about, like people using magnetic putters to move their ball marker on the green to cheat. He was talked about people injecting golf balls with like mercury or something like that, so the ball would like slice one way or another. People giving like like slipping mickeys into people's drinks so they start playing like shit like but the things that this guy had said like people were like doing and it was it was nuts it was yeah I, I haven't read the book or, or listened to the book at all i listened to some of the interview i think it was no laying up that had they did a on. good one yeah i listened to some of that i didn't listen to the whole thing but like he when he started talking i was like he didn't really get too in depth with anything because I, I probably listened to the first like 25 minutes or so and i was like this guy must have some stories so I, i'll have to read the book because that, that stuff sounds very interesting to me yeah it's awesome i'm i'm almost halfway through it um it's wow it's i it, i can't i i can't stop it's just so good like Last night I was listening to it for like two hours, just like not nah, fuck yeah. TV. Like I, I want to get through this book. Um, yeah, no, so I'm excited about that. Um, and it's wild. So more, more to, more to come on that. Um, That's nice. What, um, what are your projections for, um, for this weekend? For the Rory's going to win. You think Rory's going to win? Yeah, I, I just think he just owns Eastlake. And That's he's true. only three shots back. And um, I'll tell you what I don't like. I saw some criticism online about um, people saying that uh, Rory needs to fire his caddy. Like, don't have your best friend be your caddy or something like that. First of all, you can shove that opinion up your ass. Because this guy has been the number one player. In, uh, sorry. He has been a top 10 player in the world for the last, like, 20 years. You could argue that he's one of the most consistent golfers of all time. Like, yeah, like he's he might be like number two or three behind like Tiger. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been, even like when he was playing poorly, like he's always been like a top ten golfer in the world, essentially. Right. Um, and like I, the criticism I think came from he had a maybe four foot, five foot eagle putt downhill yeah. slider, and he missed it. He made the birdie putt coming back, which was the same distance, and people were giving him shit for it. Like, um, you know, I think he needs to work on his putting more so than he needs to get like three holes okay. later, uh, three holes before that, he mm-hmm. makes like a 25 foot putt for birdie. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's tough to talk shit about some. All right, he missed the, I don't know. It putting's difficult. What isn't as great to hear is, um, like Ted Scott approached uh, Scotty Scheffler on the green and said, Ted Scott says, yep, just a slight breaker. And Scotty Scheffler says, which way now that's not good. Um, that's highly concerning for the number one player in the world. Um, Scotty and Rory have similar putting concerns in my opinion. I, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know who the best putter on, uh, on Torres or statistically, but if you paired that person with Scotty, the rest of Scotty Scheffler's game, it would be like Tiger Woods. Like I, it maybe maybe I, I have no numbers to back that up, but it's just crazy how good he is at everything else. And he looks at a green and he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I just, you think I should get one of those lasers? Do you think I can use a laser uh, to start it, carrying a level around? Dude, he's going to come out with the Lucas Glover broomstick next year and just be waxing the field. That would be amazing. Maybe maybe he'll have a new uh, a little new grip next year. Maybe he'll go cross-handed. I think he'll, do the claw, I, he'll get claw. it figured out. He'll get it figured out. Um, 
Dude, you know what I think is the most manic thing? It, we don't see it as much anymore because he's playing on live, but Phil with his putting grips is so weird. Like he'll use four different putting grips in one single golf round. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. He's the type of player who would like put two different drivers in his bag or play put like two different 60 degrees in his bag because they have different bounce and take yeah. out a wood and be like, no, you, you don't played understand. played with two drivers I'm... before. Yeah. Well, and some people, well, Tommy Fleetwood has done it too. Um, yeah. wildest thing I used to play in a men's league over at, um, Gillette Ridge. Yeah. Gillette Ridge. Um, and this guy, he was an older guy, um, like in his sixties older, um, he had two drivers in his bag and one of them, I don't know if it was like, it was a little bit shorter, but I don't know if it was maybe like a really old shitty driver or what, like I didn't, I, the specs, I don't know. But he would use it for par threes and he would just like half fucking swing this, this driver, tee it up real high, half swing this thing. He hit every fucking green on earth. Like it was, it was wild. Would he use it on par threes? Like regardless of length or like long par threes you're saying? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, because for at that age, say like 150 yards is still, well, I, I guess it's there's all different types of golfers. Someone who doesn't have great mobility swinging, like yeah. this guy, like he doesn't have like a lot of his swing. So if he yeah. was like 160 yards out in the fairway, he'd probably be hitting like a three wood. Oh, okay. You okay. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And maybe he's older than I'm thinking. Bigger, bigger but, club face on that than the three wood. So he's gonna keep it in the bag and yeah, tee it up. Uh, I get it. Okay. But uh, yeah, he would use his uh, drive a, a a separate driver for uh, par threes, and he'd crush it. It was. It was wild to see. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's unique. Yeah. Um All right, well, do you have anything else? What else do we have? I don't I don't know if there's much else. I'm I'm excited for the uh the Tour Championship. I'm hoping I get to watch some of it this weekend. Do you think Hoblin's uh, going to bring it home or who do you like? Um, like, I kind of agree with what you say, like Rory does kind of own East Lake, but like, in terms of like, who's even really in the mix, like, I don't think Lucas Glover is going to really do anything. Nope. I, I think John Rahm could, could do something. Like, I think those top four guys, Scheffler, Hovland, McElroy, and Rahm, they're all like very realistically in contention outside of that. Like, these are all guys that are six plus strokes back to start the round the the tournament like i don't really see maybe homa and maybe can't lay at four starting at four under and other than that i just don't really see anybody making a big charge i mean like can i see some guys maybe like um I can see some guys like fighting, having a great tournament, getting like I can see like Spieth, who, for example, like having like a crazy tournament, getting like a top five or something. But like yeah. I don't see anybody, I don't see anybody else really winning other than those top four guys, and then maybe like Homa or Cantlay from that group at four under. I don't know. Wyndham Clark though, like he's he's been he's been sneakily playing really good golf in like big boy golf tournaments, like the majors and stuff. So like oh, yeah. maybe, he, maybe he catches fire too and can maybe be in contention, but I think it's kind of the same thing for him. Like maybe he fights into a top five. I don't think he's going to walk away with a win there. I um, think it's going to be one of the big dogs. I do. Hovland, I do too. Scheffler, Rory. Um, well, cause it's like the cream really rises to the top, especially when the field is so small. And then when you also add on like the, the stroke advantage that you get at East Lake, I don't know what the answer is. I wish there was a, a different structure Agreed. to how this works. But like, I, I also think that like, you just have to reward the people that like we're playing the, like otherwise like the FedEx cup points are, are useless. And I don't really think like a match play bracket is really the solution either because no, like it's different scoring. All of these guys are so fucking good. Like, well, um, I would say Kev- like Sepp Straka's last J- Jordan Spieth, Tyrrell Hatton, Sam Burns, Grillo and Straka are all tied for last. So it's like, any of those could be guys could beat Scotty Scheffler in a match play. Like you don't really get that big of an advantage, like going seed for seed. Yes. And the, the, the biggest pro I love watching match play. Um, but my biggest problem with, um, if you implemented it for the tour championship is every other event minus one or 
right is stroke play so yep. it's almost like could you imagine if it was match play and kevin kisner somehow made his way into the top 30 and then just like wax the fucking field and they're, they're like yeah oh, everyone would be like this is fucking bullshit and that's yeah. that's what you run the risk of having i i think um i agree i don't like the staggered start over 72 hole over four days i don't think scotty scheffler or victor hovling having a two-stroke lead on scheffler or a three-stroke lead on rory is a big deal yeah um, it's less than a stroke a day for the guys behind him. You've got to go out and shoot some really low number. You've got to go out and shoot some 65, 65. Like what if, um, what if they gave like the top, if they did some sort of thing where like the top player got a buy for the first round and just started the second round tied for the lead, like something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you would do like the rest of the guys in the rankings, but like, I'm just trying to think of other solutions. And like, that's the thing. Like, I don't love what they do. But I don't really have another alternative. Like, I think this is kind of like the best way that you can do it. Um, right. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, and I don't know if this is similar, but like for like NASCAR, they like make them race around to see where they start the, the race. Right. Like, it's got to be an advantage no, if no you're idea. if you're in first place than sitting in last place. Right. Um, but either way, Um I don't know. I'm excited to to watch it and uh, and get going. But we do uh, we've got a awesome interview um, for you guys right now. But with uh, Scott Austin and Steve, the founders of the Marker Locker, uh, you guys are definitely going to stay tuned into this. Um, definitely an awesome product. I uh, can't wait to get my hands on one. Uh, Kev, any thoughts? No, just three three awesome dudes came together. Love golf. Um, good friends came up with a cool product they're going to be releasing shortly um but no they'll, they'll tell you all about it uh coming up right here all right we're gonna toss it over to the interview all right guys we are joined by scott austin and steve from the marker locker guys welcome thank you, thank you for having us yeah absolutely we, we're happy to have you um now, if you would just, you know, why don't we just go around, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves, talk us, talk to us a little bit about the marker locker, and then we'll we'll just get right into it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so uh, my name is Austin, uh, last name Fitzpatrick, um, from the South Florida area, uh, born up north, but but grew up down in that area, and um, met Scott and Steve in high school, and we've kind of been uh best friends really ever since that's awesome yeah all right steve yeah, scott sure. who wants to, who wants to take it next sure. I'll, I'll jump in my name is scott Barron. um you know as austin mentioned we, we've been uh friends for a while now i actually knew steve when i was seven so you're you're coming on 30 years now since i've known steve and then mm-hmm. uh, austin and steve connected in, in college um always a love for the game of golf um you can imagine the matches that we always have out there it's never friendly um <laughs> we're all we're always betting for something or making fun of each other one way or another so um we're we're just really excited to to launch the marker locker and share it with everybody else and we hope it really changes the game of golf yeah that's awesome and you know kevin i know firsthand how it goes you know you you might be best friends outside but when you get on the course that you better put that shit out there, there's no yeah, games around here ain't, yeah. ain't that the no, truth ain't no, no gimmies around here yeah so it's, it's all shit talking every once in a while it gets real quiet out there you know oh it's yeah a little yeah. bit too yeah. tense yeah. Yeah. Then, then, coaster of emotions for sure when it gets quiet is when it gets real yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's it's like should I talk to him? Should I, should I bring it up? <laughs> that that three part was awful. No, I'll just yeah. I'll let that simmer. Yeah. Why don't we just let that yeah. simmer? No, what you do is you let that simmer. You bring it up like four holes later when he's got another three. <laughs> oh yeah. You yeah. Keep him on exactly. Tilt. Yeah. Exactly when he needs it. Yeah. That's uh, funny. So yeah, tell so us a little uh, bit about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, it's Steve Howell. Obviously, what the, those boys said. I uh, born down in South Florida. Um, live over obviously now in the Wesley Chapel area in Temple, uh, Tampa. Um, we're, you know, husband, I've got three kids, love the game of golf, excited to launch, like Scott said, this part, uh, product with the, with three homies, man. I mean, that's, that's who we are, the Wolfpack. So, um, can't wait to get it going. That's awesome. So Steve, I, I'm a, a father as well. I have a daughter who will be 
20 months old uh, next uh, week. Oh, nice, man. With, nice. Oh, it, it's the best. It's awesome. I, it, yeah. it, it's awesome. But I've got to say, as a father of three, how do you how do you carve out time to golf? I got an amazing wife, to be quite honest with you. Check Not one. That, uh, She's in the yeah, car right now, Brian. She is in the car. Too, <laughs> there we go. It's like Ari. Go- You've got Ari Gold, and my wife is in the vehicle. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> No, man, she, she's uh, um, she's big on social media, too, so she's helping us out with uh, all of our content. So, you know, that kind of allows me to play the game of golf, too, yeah. a little bit right now, trying to juggle, you know, a couple other uh, gigs that I'm doing and, and things along those lines. So she definitely helps the uh, the addiction. Yeah, no, I, no, I know how it is firsthand. And, you know, recently it's been I'm looking for 530 a.m. tea times because <laughs> yeah. I need to get home before nap time, because if not, that's then... the truth. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's funny. Well, awesome, guys. Great stuff. Well, once again, we're happy to have you here. Um, why don't or someone can take it, whoever. Um, talk to us a little bit about one. Um, actually, just tell us where the idea came from. And, yeah. and how you guys decided that, um, you know, this yes. is a road that you want to go down because obviously it's uh, the golf industry is a booming industry with just untapped potential. So um, we've supported other small um, mid-sized uh, businesses in the golf industry, get started. And, you know, it's something we have a passion for. So would you just be able to tell us a little bit about, you know, how this uh, came to you guys? Dawson, kick it off, man, because it all started with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Brian, um, in January, I was doing the laundry like I have, you know, thousands of times. Yep. And uh, I heard my ball marker rattling around in the laundry. And to be honest with you, a light bulb went off. And uh, I, I called up Stephen Scott immediately. And I said, hey, I, I got this idea, you know. Talk me off the ledge. Let me know if it's stupid or you you think it's a good idea. You know, because he's done this a lot. I want to <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Who better than right. your two best buddies? To yeah. Tell you're yeah. Being you, an know, idiot, right? you know. You yeah. know. You know yeah. they're going to keep it real, right? Call a spade a spade. I love. Call it. a spade a spade, yeah. right? So I said, um, and at the time, Brian, you know, it, it, it was it was such a raw idea. It was just kind of a concept of is there something out there in the market that you can organize, uh, store, uh, keep safe your ball markers in something that's, uh, you know, a talking piece like swag that you keep on yeah. the outside of your bag, right? Because we all, we all know as golfers, right? Um, you lose your ball markers in your pocket. Um, you, you keep it maybe in like a little drawstring pouch, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's never really historically been something out there that's fun, cool, and uh, efficiently stores them that you can get them quick, right? Yeah. So. So from there, uh, Scott at the time had had a, a, a buddy that was a, a patent attorney. So the first thing we did was say, all right, well, let's see if there's something out there. Right. Because we want to make sure that, you know, not only was it a good idea, but that somebody already didn't have the idea. Right. 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 So. Um, so from there, we started doodling on on a piece of paper, man. And uh, we would call everybody or call each other every night pass ideas back and forth. Um, we went to the uh, patent attorney, went through hundreds of records, you know, to make sure that there was nothing out there on the market that um, had the components in the locker that we had. And then also the, the design of the locker itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now fast forward to eight months later, um, we're in the crowdfunding phase. So we have an Indigo site that's up. And uh, we just actually secured the funding to go to uh, market, and we should actually have product in hand uh, come November. Oh, that's awesome! That's so, really exciting. Yeah. Specifically, like the locker idea itself. Like, I'm sure you guys probably went through a few different like iterations right. of what what this thing's going to look like. Like, how did you land on the locker? Were you guys like at the gym one day and you just like looked up like <laughs> the holy grail <laughs> kind of thing, or like what happened? So this was yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead, Scott. I was just gonna say because because the two guys here on the phone talked me out of the actual design that I wanted to do. So originally, (laughs) it it was like a toaster looking thing where you had the poker chips on the top and then it kind of folded out. And we started thinking about the names and the design and and then the guys were just like, it's it needs to be nostalgic. It needs to be a talking piece. You know there. There wasn't a good way to brand the original idea. So they came into this locker concept 
And we started thinking about it. I mean, you store your books, you store everything in your locker, you know? So how better to talk to the public than using something hanging from your golf bag that actually is now housing quote unquote, all your stuff right on your locker. And it just stuck. And then we, we came up with the name, the marker locker. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was a back and forth on design, but we think the locker was, was the best piece to go forward with. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So Scott, I've, I've I got to ask, how did you guys come up with the name, the marker locker? I get that after the product is completely yeah. developed, you look at it and you're like, well, fucking duh. But, <laughs> yeah, but like, no, I, I can't tell you that how many sense, right? Yeah. Well, no, sure. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. tell you how many conversations, conversations Kevin and I had as we were developing this podcast yeah. in terms of names and phenomenal and- name, by the way. Oh, Jeez. appreciate it. Well, you know, there were plenty of bad ones. Don't worry. Yeah, there were yeah. guys plenty, nailed, nailed it. Yeah. Plenty of bad ones. But listen, if you do spend a lot of time in the rough, you will get better at golf because you are going <laughs> to be true, practicing true. harder golf. Shots. The, the yeah. fairway becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and but Brian, I, I think we spent a lot of time with some rough names. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had some uh, good brainstorming sessions. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, were, we were definitely going back and forth on some on some good ones. And some not some good ones. <laughs> you know, I think I think our goal, Brian, like so we had we had like Scott mentioned, like a toaster idea, and then we also kind of had like a like a, a briefcase idea as well. Um, but I think when when all the dust settled with all the bad ideas, we wanted to keep in mind something that most everybody, especially golfers, can relate to. You know, uh, at some point, whether you were in school right or you played a sport or you are a member of a country club whatever the case may be you you use the locker right yeah so we really we really wanted to play off of um the fact that everybody could relate to that and mm-hmm. and you know nowadays um golf not only is 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 much about your game but it's about the swag and a lot of things mm-hmm. that um, people can relate to are, are the ones that are nostalgic, right? That kind of brings back those, you know, middle school, high school memories, you know? So that's, right. I think, kind of what we were thinking at the time. And um, I, I mean, help me out, guys. I can't, I can't remember when we landed on the marker locker. I mean, I, I know it was like, oh yeah, that was it, but. I think it was man, just I can't, I, to be honest with you, I can't either. So Scott, if yeah. you can fill it in, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it seems like from the time of like the conception of the idea to now, and you said you're already going to have product out by November, which is awesome. No. Like, I'm sure like, it seems like a short amount of time to me. Like I obviously wasn't involved in that process with you guys, but there must've been like a ton of work that went into that. Like, what did that process look like from the time? Like, all right, well, great. Like we have this great idea, but fuck like now, yeah. like, what, what do we do now? So, um, so, you know, the fir- first thing we did, um, you know, Kevin, after the, um, the patent was to go to do, we, we kind of hit the ground running to do our, our research on design companies that can help us out. Right. Because um, I guess the first step was not only the idea, but how do you actually bring that idea to um, reality? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and fortunately um, one of my brothers is, it has a background in engineering and uh, was able to do like a a 3d rendering. So me and me, Steve and Scott called them up and we were like, Hey man, we've got this idea for like a locker. Here's kind of how we wanted to like operate. Um, Can you send us over something? And fortunately, because he's really skilled in that within like, I'd say an hour. He sent me an email with, (laughs) with, and I can share it with you. I can send you guys an email with the first raw like concept of what it was. Right. And then from there, we, we went in and did all of our research for a company that could actually do the CAD drawings um, and bring that, that idea to life. And um, we were really fortunate to find a company over in Sarasota um, cause, cause Steve and I are over on, uh, on the Tampa coast, um, mm-hmm. to, to really spearhead everything and, and, and start down the design process for us. And, and they've been incredible. They've done uh, not only an amazing job with the, the, the CAD and the actual, um, you know, uh, components and, and, and saw the marketing strategies and stuff oh, like that yeah. too, man. They, they really, they really stepped it up. Oh, they handle that kind of stuff too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Man. And, and then, you know, uh, I, I think from there, we had the idea of seeing seeing what we could do with a crowdfunding standpoint, you know, so we went on Indigo 
And, uh, and we've been doing that, you know, we still have, I think about 40 days, 45 days or so, like on the campaign that we have on, on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but like Steve had said earlier, uh, his wife is, is really big into social media. So, um, part of the, the fun process in the last few weeks has been really doing some fun content on the course and, uh, shooting some fun videos to put up on our Instagram and on Facebook and everything and all the social medias. Yeah. And, and I think like, just to add on to that, I mean, the fact that we do have our Indiegogo, you know, crowdfunding right now, we know the importance of like having the actual product is to consumers like right away. So that's kind of where we're at. You know, we, we've got the process rolling with getting the tool produced and, and getting products um, on hand so that we can see where the demands are um, in the market and, and see, you know, is this product really going to take off, which we're, we're very hopeful for. We don't see a reason why it shouldn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but th- that's kind of where, where we're at at this, at this stage, I, I would say. I mean, t- timing seems great. You're going right into the holidays. That's Holiday be... season, man. Yeah. That was, a, that was another yeah. key factor. That's like, sure. it's that kind of product too. You know, like somebody would get that for like their son as a gift or their boyfriend yes. as a gift or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I think it's that type of product. That's yeah. exactly a lot of the feedback we're getting outside of where we see this going is, is the gifting for sure. Souvenirs, yeah. gifts, um, memorabilia, collectibles. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the gift catalog companies are reaching out to us to be able to put it in there. Um, we also want like to go to like the flag tea, bags. tea gifts for, for like when you go to a golf tournament, you know, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. golf bag sitting in the golf cart, you know, things like that. Member guests. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. You know, par- partnering with, you know, some of the big guys, you know, um, it, it's, it's, uh, would complement their sales catalog, you know, if they're, if they sell ball markers, if they sell golf bags to be able to have like a custom lock hanging from the bag that would uh, match the colors or match the logo on the bag, whatever the case may be. So um, we we really see see this, excuse me, in the future being like a, a very customizable um, locker to really show like your unique personality and like represent the the brands or whatever that might you might have already on your bag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think of like the like the private club guys, like they have a locker now, like now they can have like a little locker in the locker yeah. and they can like, locker yeah. within the like, locker. There's, there's out there. Yeah, it's going to be love great. That. Yeah. yeah. Love that. I, I see it as <clears throat> I, I you uh, someone had mentioned it before, you know, like an, a little extra swag mm-hmm. on your bag. And, you know, sometimes yeah. it does, you know, you you're out on the golf course and you might look over and see what other people have. Um, we obviously out, have. Yeah. The the glorious pinned rangefinder, which you can get <laughs> off using life in the rough the promo code. Um, but every time, I mean, guys, I have a, an electric uh, caddy. I, I use a remote control. Yeah. It, it. It. I mean, oh, that's, I, those I, things I, are aw- those, those things are, are awesome, awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, Boys it's definitely a conversation time, starter. Uh, oh, yeah. Mine is manual. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you, you've got to crawl before you can walk. Yeah. Yes. I, I will say it was from Costco though, so I definitely still got a deal. All right, there you go. Um, but everything on the golf course, whether it's somebody has a new club, somebody has a really interesting looking rangefinder. I'll give you the probably the most bizarre example. A couple of weeks ago, I was golfing. It was pouring. This guy had um a, a protector for his clubs, but it um clamped together it was almost like magnetic and it closed together uh, as opposed to unzippering your whole bag uh, yeah, and, and, oh yeah oh that's what's up it was just, and he was like i got it in a member guest like 15 years ago and i googled him right away and i was like yeah i might have to add that to my car on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, i mean on amazon but it's just one of those things where when you see You're other people with things that are useful on the golf course it's just like wow i i really I really need to look into that. And you guys are going to be um, launching in November. I mean, that is that is perfect timing. Like you said, it's right around the holidays. You're going to have the opportunity, if you want to, to even take that next step. The um, the PGA Expo uh, is typically at the end of January, January. Um, yep. down in Orlando. Yeah, we've got to register for that for sure, man. That's a yep. big. That's a big. Uh, we um, big win for if we get in. 
Absolutely. We've uh, partnered with a, a couple different companies that have been very successful down there. It's just, it's a way to get out your product in front of eyes. I mean, this past year alone, there was an invention that as a dad, Steve, I know you would be able to relate to this. There was this guy that essentially just like hooked up PVC pipes to a, yeah, a stroller. The Dude, the caddy daddy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what it's called. Right. Um, that thing is phenomenal. And now they've actually put actual hardware onto this thing and yes. it, you know it's yeah. a great there's attachment. a there's, a ta- there's attachments and things like that all over the place right Without right doubt, um man. they just popped up on my instagram the other day man yeah and yeah. they're going to tonight because they listen yeah. to what is being said around you um it, it's just you know opportunities like that i i think it's until someone sees a need for or realizes that you know what shit yeah, yeah because I constantly, um, especially wearing golf shorts, um, there's a, a little pocket inside your pocket, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't get me started. Like, oh, God, man, God, I'm pulling out my pocket, pocket, emptying all my yeah. shit out onto the green, just looking for a coin. <laughs> and yeah. it's, you're sweaty anyway, you get your hand one. out of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it, it flips over too in the pocket. Oh, so even when I pull yeah. out my pocket, it doesn't fall out. It, I mean, it's just. It, it could be a nightmare. So yeah, um, without a doubt, man. Yeah. I mean, I and you know, I've. I've played some nice courses, Beth Page Black. I've not played Augusta National, but I've been there. You know, when you go to places that you might want to show that you've been there through a, a head cover or yep, yep. or something else got or a towel, you can there only you show that in so many ways. I mean, I I did buy a Beth Page Black bag tag, but I'm not fucking putting that on my back. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hang it in my bar room and like yeah. it, be by the dartboard, you know, something like that. But. So think about this, right? I mean, if if Augusta, and, and this is just an example, did a limited run each year, right? Customized for that year for the marker locker. So, now you're having a collectible marker locker hanging from your bag or collected at that point in time that you're only going to be able to get once a year. Oh, yeah. So the, the, way, the way to do this, to your point, is it is something other than a towel. It's something other than a shirt, but it has function. The function is it's organizing your ball markers. And now you're collecting ball markers from those same places as well. So those same places are going to benefit not only now selling the marker locker, they're selling their ball markers with the marker locker. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I don't know if you guys can see. Can you guys see the with the glare? No? Um, nah, it's a little. Uh, a little bit. Not really. A little bit. So it'll yes. clip onto the side of your so bag. They, so you can oh, see so there's there, an Augusta right? National logo on that. Yeah, so yeah. they're all and, all. and it's got azaleas, azaleas. on it. So I got you. So the whole thing is wrapped in azaleas. Yeah, that, oh, that's that's uh, that's awesome. Right, yeah. I mean, so you know, like that, the row, the rowback pattern, that rowback azalea pattern. It's kind yeah. of yeah. similar to that. Oh, cool. So, um, so like, you know, talking about like the, you know, kind of the customization. Like, one of the visions we had would be partnering with like the tour. So, like, we would do kind of a limited drop of, and you know, if you were only at Augusta at the Masters, you'd be able to get the 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 locker, and it would be you know hydro dipped in you know, the azaleas with the master logo. Oh yeah. You know, those to, to your point, Brian, those are going to be the things that you show off, whether you keep it in your bag or you keep it in your man cave, wherever. Those crushed, are crushed be- velvet lining. Yeah. All that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> red velvet lining. Oh yeah. Give me one of those. Know. Well, right oh, now, yeah, <laughs> I, um, I rotate primarily between my Beth page black, um, this sick Puma Arnold Palmer ball marker, and then uh, yeah. an Augusta national ball marker. Yeah. And I'll either keep it in the top zipper of my golf bag where I might stab my fucking cuticles with a T when, when I go. put yeah. my hand in there or yeah. your divot tool or whatever. You or, yeah. Or my divot yeah. tool. Um, yeah. Or I just, oh, shit, I left it at home. Like, I, I would definitely, I, I can absolutely see the value in having all of them in one spot. Or, you know, the ones I like to play with. Because, I mean, I've got, you know, 50 ball markers, yeah. you know, just sitting in like a Ziploc bag in an old. And, man, this will just be like your top 10 most used, yeah. top 15 most used ball the markers. The ones I want to show off. Want- Absolutely, exactly. man. Yeah, that's that's exactly. the, that's the big the big draw there for sure. And we did, and we also did on our our website a spin on betting as well. Ooh. So now betting ball markers versus currency, right? You're able to see what you have, who you're competing against, and there may be something that they value that you want to go after, right? So it's just a different way of thinking about golf and and just innovation, you know, that people have never thought of with where we're trying to go. 
That's a it's, really it's cool such idea. a great idea, and it's funny because they make these things look like fucking poker chips, and nobody's thought yes. to gamble with them before. <laughs> like, yeah. how is, it's, how it's, is it's, that? It's, hilar- it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm I'm dying to know who has bought the most ball markers since you guys thought of this idea, and That's who has right. the best one. <laughs> like they've got, oh, they're man, like man, they're man. like Pokemon cards to you guys now, right? Man, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're the new pods, <laughs> man. They're the new pods. Yeah. <laughs> they're the new pods. There you go. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think that's this, a great you're, you're the one that you're the one that's uh, dabbled most in the purchasing of them. I mean, you just got the the pins and aces. Uh, those yeah, I, I just ones, um, pretty pretty badass. I, speaking of nostalgia, I'm a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Growing up, yeah. love love the turtles, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, shout out to pins and aces. They just did a a, a drop with the uh, turtles for the ball markers. So I got. Like pretty much all of them. Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've got a little ham on the purchasing of a uh, ball marker since this idea has come come out. Any any new course you go to, like you just have to be getting a marker at this point. Yeah, right? you have to. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt, man. Without yeah, a doubt. That's funny. I'm playing but, tomorrow at a course that I've played uh, multiple times. I'm pretty sure I already have a ball marker, but if they got another one there, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's there awesome. you go now do you get a ball every time you play austin at a new course because i see a couple see, I, I see a couple display cases behind you i i see two different display cases i have a display yeah. case as well these are all my home yeah. ones actually oh, um, yeah. in, <laughs> in miniature golf wow. um, only on part only on par four stuff i i, I dyed <laughs> them all white after because oh, they were man, all pink and orange too. and blue yeah, and yellow funny. oh well no every time oh. i go to a, a new yeah. course i or, and I've only started doing this over the past couple of years, but I, I grab a new ball and um, I, I'll maybe I'll grab a scorecard. Like I, I, I'm just yeah. all about just hoarding golf. Yeah. Shit. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the <laughs> same. We're all right. Upset. So, yep. It's a mixture of me getting them, um, Brian, and then some gifts as well. You know, I've been fortunate, yep. like uh, uh, everybody obviously in, in my circle knows how much I love the game of golf. So um, they've traveled the courses and got me uh, balls as well. So it's, it's kind of a mixture of that, but yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Always so a great talk. Guys, did you guys oh, yeah. like meet through golf? Like, did you guys like grow up playing competitive golf, or you guys just like hardos like Brian and I are that just like well, love playing golf? They met at seven. They met in grade yeah. school. Yeah. Kev does this to me. I'll tell him a story, and then he just doesn't fuck it. <laughs> well, they they could have grown up Kev, playing Kev, competitive Kev, golf. So, so Steve, Steven, uh, Steven Scott played competitive soccer growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, and the I, in high school, I played competitive marijuana. It was yeah. great. And then, that's um, a that's a I tough do that one. as an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wind sprints yeah. are tough in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. Oh, they're super tough. <laughs> yeah, um, no, Kevin, Scott, they... Scott, and I, Scott and I grew up together playing soccer, and then obviously through affiliation, Scott and Austin were friends in high school, and yeah, come first full full circle. Uh, Scott and I were roommates in college. Austin visited Scott. We just all hit it off, man. You know, playing yeah. playing golf, going out together having a good time in college and then it, you know, transpired into obviously the business relationship today. So that's awesome. Steve and I, um, Steve and I used to work with each other at a local cable company for years and years. And then we, we actually ventured out um, and started a a different company um, about what, four years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Um, And uh, so we, we've had uh, a long kind of relationship of working with each other. So we, we, we were really, you know, knock on wood, good, good partners. And, uh, you know, with, with Scott, it was a no brainer with his background and, and obviously friendship and how long we've known each other to, to come into the marker the marker locker and, and obviously be, uh, you know, super valuable partner in, in everything. Although his equity position is a little bit lower than ours. I mean, that's just, yeah. every time, every time I beat him on the court, my equity goes down. Yeah. You know, the other day he was coming over to film, film content, right? So um, we're messaging him, you know, on the phone. And uh, he's not picking up. Come to find not out. Not responding at all, like disrespectful. Yeah, super Rude. disrespectful. Not, not a good yeah. partner. Yeah. Now, hold on, hold on. We're, not Just, getting, yeah. we're not getting off on the right foot here. Scott, <laughs> Scott, that looks like a smart watch to me. Thank you, Brian. Case in yeah. point, Brian. It, it looks yeah. like you would have got those messages. I, I, uh-huh. I know because uh-huh. it, it's tough. Yeah, you know how to sometimes do that. Ignore. Well, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I know that all too well. Yeah, you have the boys on Do Not Disturb. 
Exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> Muted. Well, what we obviously did was we did a countdown. Every hour he didn't respond, that was a percentage every, no, every off. Five exactly. Oh, every five minutes. Oh. <laughs> Listen, that could be expensive in the next hour. It got hours. real expensive it real expensive. quick. That's awesome. You don't ghost your best friends. No. It's a tough one. No, it's a tough one. So uh, what is next? We know you're launching in November. You're going to be releasing some some content um, around it. What what sort of content are you doing? Are you using a drone? Are you guys using just like handheld cameras? Um, what are you getting into? Because yeah, I yeah, my, I my wife my wife uses a couple of different things. I mean, obviously her iPhone is is uh, a masterpiece in itself. She's oh, yeah. she's incre- she's incredible with it. So um, you know, she's been definitely helping us out. Direct you know directing con- directing the content kind of sourcing the content by looking at reels for you know on on instagram tiktok you name it um anything that she finds funny she sends to us and then you know we kind of act out a couple of dancing well i mean you name it man we're trying yeah. to do it you know we don't yeah. care we just we just want to make sure that people recognize us and, and we yeah. get our brand out there man you know so whatever we got the algorithm locker, yeah absolutely yeah. and go ahead Austin. Go ahead, I was just going to say, you know, we want, you know, we want, uh, I guess, people to know, um, you know, with this product, it, it's just three friends, you know, that had an idea that are just having fun, you know, and, and I, I'm sure it's the same with you guys with the podcast, right? It's uh, a lot of this stuff just kind of happens organically. And, right. um, you know, we're, again, we're really fortunate to be doing it with, with your friends. But, you know, I think, I think the message we want people to know behind the marker locker is, um, you know, we all have a passion for the game and, uh, we have a passion for having fun, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we want to make sure that that, that shows, you know, when we're doing our, our content and, you know, when yeah. we're talking about the, the product. Without yeah. a doubt. Go ahead, Steve. No, no, I just said without a doubt. Spot oh. on. Yeah. So, um, we're going to put all this information in the show notes, but would you guys be able to share, uh, in case anybody who's too fucking lazy to click on the show notes, um, your inst uh, where they can find you on social media and where they can, um, locate your crowdfunding page. The website is themarkerlocker.com and our Instagram is at the marker locker and our uh crowdfunding is under indiegogo.com so if you go to indiegogo.com and you search the marker locker you'll be go you'll be able to go on there and crowdfund you also can get it through the hyperlink in our site like the buy now it directs it right to the indiegogo site so obviously direct everybody to the markerlocker.com yeah and if you go directly on our website and click buy now that takes you to the indiegogo page as well Okay, guys, that's like four different fucking places that you can go, and you heard it verbally <laughs> here, so yeah. I don't want to hear any excuses. Um, yeah. I, I expect the goal to be met by, we're going to be releasing this Thursday morning. I hope by lunchtime um, you guys have everything <laughs> um, that, you, that you need and more. That would be fun. Dude, that, would be, that would be incredible, Brian. That really would, man. <laughs> I agree. It, it would absolutely yeah. be incredible, and I, I really don't want you to think that that's going to happen, but <laughs> we are optimistic <laughs> As fuck over here on Hell yeah, we are, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have that optimism, man. We're yeah, all, ab- yeah. Absolutely. Stars, bro. Come on. Yep. Man. <laughs> if you don't if you don't put it out there, bro, it ain't gonna come true, right? Absolutely. You gotta put it out in, out in the atmosphere, man. Absolutely. That's the exact mindset you guys need. I love that. We've seen it time and time again. Uh you guys have a great product. You have a great, I mean, you had a great idea, you turned it into a great product. It seems like all the execution is there. It's right around the corner. Um, now, when they go to your website, are you able to pre-order the, um, the unit at that at, at that time, or are we there yet? Or- yeah, on the in, on the Indiegogo site, it, it has a you can buy you can buy a, a I don't know what they call it a package or something like that and, and uh, a bundle a bundle yeah. and, and it gives it, it it'll uh, um, put it in the the crowdfunding page and and once we once we hit the goal, then we we, uh, um, you know, you'll get your product after we, uh, get it in stock. So, yeah. So just to give you a little insight, Brian, like, Mm -hmm. you know, historically there's some crowdfundings that, um, you know, if it doesn't meet the goal, then, then obviously the product might not launch. We've already secured the funding. Mm -hmm. So no matter what we're going to market and no matter what everybody that already has gone on or will go on to the Indigo and order, we'll get a product. 
they'll get so 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 essentially it is it's a crowdfunding but it really is at this point a pre-order because because we're we're already uh moving forward with the tooling and uh once the tooling is complete then we're going to put in the order for for the product so everybody that's already gone on there and that will will get a locker that's awesome yeah 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 well um guys unfortunately we only have a minute and 18 seconds left because i'm too cheap to pay for the premium version of zoom (laughs) but um I, uh, I, I'd say we may, might revisit it, this in the next, you know, six to eight weeks when you guys are getting ready to launch and, you know, see if yeah, we man. can, you know, help additionally get the, get the word out there. Um, but certainly very excited to, uh, get this product in our hands and, uh, very excited to see where you guys take it. So, uh, you know, thanks again. We appreciate you coming on. And, uh, once again, guys fucking look in the show notes for this information, um, or just yeah. rewind to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, we really appreciate you coming on and, uh, look forward to seeing, uh, nothing but success. Thanks. Brian. Brian, thank thank you, guys so really much. you guys are great. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome, awesome time tonight, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to our interview with the boys from the marker locker. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This has been life in the rough, the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. See ya. Peace.